Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Get it in. All right? Second thing that I want to say is this. This is a non-salvation topic. So whether what I believe or what many of you believe, this does not affect our salvation. This This does not affect our character or the validity of our ministry. This is just us dialoguing deep into the scriptures. It does not blacklist or place anybody in some kind of category as having a spirit of error on them. Do me a favor, don't go down that path. We are just, we're just doing what Bible Institute and seminaries do. We're gonna extrapolate the text and we're just gonna kind of dig in and it's a non-salvation issue. It's a non-salvation issue, all right? Non-fundamental issue, non-doctrinal, uh, whether, I, whether we believe in one rebellion, two rebellions, gap theory, Nephilim, it does not affect anything. That has to do with our ministry or having a spirit of error on them or borderline sensationalism. This is just us dialoguing about scriptures um, and having a great time about it. All right. We just go. We're going to go there. All right. Turn with me (laughs) to the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation. Amen. All right. The book of Revelation. Chapter 21. Now, I am not going to read the whole chapter, but I'm going to throw it out there and then I'm going to paraphrase. All right, because we would be here too long. I I really don't want to be that long winded because I want to get into some question and answers and stuff like that. Okay. in a nutshell, um, watch this. Uh, The devil is bound and locked in chains to do a thousand year bid in the bottomless pit. The bottomless pit, you could you could quote me as saying this, the bottomless pit is Tartarus. Tartarus you could find only in one verse of scripture in 2 Peter when it talks about spirits in prison. 
during the time of Noah, and it kind of gets into all of that. All right, the book of Enoch is also included in this because the book of Jude cites the book of Enoch. So the book of Enoch was a, 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 a validated source that was removed from our Bible by the Catholic Church. All right, so in case you didn't know that, it was either the Council of Nicaea or the Council of Trent uh, that they remove the Apocrypha along with the book of Enoch out of the Bible. Uh, and the book of Enoch was removed by the Catholic Church, not by the Christian Church, by the Catholic Church, uh, because of the scriptures that they wrestled with concerning the Nephilim. All right, they just didn't believe in giants. All right, okay. Now, you could, you could just go look this up, okay? Um, look, just look up church history and the, and the putting together of canon. Okay, now watch this. Okay, so, Catholic Church removes uh, the book of Enoch, because of uh, their understanding of what we're going to be talking about today. So Satan is bound in the bottomless pit. The bottomless pit is, I'm getting excited talking about it, is Tartarus. Now, how do we know this is Tartarus? Because if you go earlier in the book, Revelation chapter 6, one of the seven, one of the seven seals that the lamb broke open was the opening of the bottomless pit. And the Bible says that locusts, there was a smoke that proceeded, excuse me, from the bottomless pit, and locusts came out. Locusts came out of the bottomless pit and tormented men. Okay, now, if you jump a chapter or two after that, it gives you a bit of a breakdown into the nature of the locusts, right? In the first chapter, it just says locusts came out and they were attacking men. They were attacking men. All right. The Bible says uh, that these locusts tortured men for a third and a third of a third. OK, now watch this. If you jump two chapters over, it actually tells you it tells you the description of these locusts. They had the tail of a scorpion. They had the uh, the teeth of a lion. Uh, they had the, uh, the, 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 the breastplates of a horse of horsemen. And then it says this. They had hair long like a woman. Now, what that is letting us know, all right, when it says that they had the hair that's long like a woman, they had female's hair, what it's actually letting us know in is that these were the sons of God, the watchers that fell because they fell in love with the daughters of men. That's, what it's, that's a code that's hidden there. The code that's hidden there is that they had long hair. All right? Now, why would it say woman? Angels are not women. God is father, Jesus is son, and angels are masculine. There's no female angels. All right? Now, in, in, this, in the kingdom, it's neither male nor female. Just male means source. All right? It's not about... It, it, kingdom male does not mean gender. It means source. That's why it's Gabriel, Michael. Jesus is not the daughter of God. Uh, the father is not the mother of God. Uh, she's not mother God, and Jesus is daughter of God. And the it's all it's all male, all right. Ma or, or rather, let me rephrase that: masculine, masculine humanoid, which means they have five digits, they have eyes. All right. Uh, the Bible calls humanoid likeness. It says, and I saw someone, the likeness of a man. In scientific terms, it's humanoid, which means it had eyes, nose, ears, mouth. You know what I'm saying? Okay, now watch this. Okay, so these locusts 
The Bible says tormented men. Okay. Okay. They tormented men. They had hair long. They had hair long like a female. Letting us know that these are the, the watchers being released. We're going to get into that hopefully in a little bit. Okay. Okay. We're going to have to get into how they got locked in there. Okay. All right. They get released. But the Bible says another angel of great authority came and bound the devil. So the devil is not the highest. There's another angel out there that's higher than the devil. <laughs> and higher than Michael. Because if it was Michael, it would have said Michael bound him and threw him in the bottomless pit. It says another angel of high rank. So there's another angel out there. We don't know. We don't know. Okay. The Bible says, look at this. All right. All right. Look at this. Uh, he grabs the devil, throws him in the bottomless pit. He's locked there for a thousand years. He's locked there for a thousand years and then re-released. Okay, this lets me know that the bottomless pit is Tartarus. All right, the bottomless pit is Tartarus. Being that we only have one verse of scripture that talks about Tartarus. And then the rest of the scriptures are Gehenna and Sheol. And then you got Tartarus. One verse in reference to the time of Noah. Okay, watch this. I'm just kind of establishing something here, okay? Look at this. Revelation 21. Watch this. I'm going to paraphrase, okay? Watch this. The devil comes out. He deceives people. So watch this. So that means even those in the millennial reign of Christ get deceived. Because it says he comes out of the prison and he gathers the nations, which means he deceives people again. How you get deceived Living a thousand years on the earth with Christ. The same way angels got deceived living in the presence of Christ. Oh, don't play with me, man. Don't play with me. The Bible says, and Christ reigns a thousand years. And then afterwards, half of that group backslides and follows the devil to fight against him. <laughs> and you ask yourself, how in the why? How? The same way that, listen, the same way that the angels fell, being in the presence of Christ with no sin. Okay, watch this. Look at this. The devil gets judged. I'm paraphrasing because we have no time to read the text, but I'm going to give you the scriptures. Okay, Revelation 21. Watch this. The devil gets judged. The demons get judged. They get thrown into the lake of fire. The devil gets thrown into the lake of fire. Second, the first one to get thrown in the lake of fire is the angels. The second one to get thrown in the lake of fire is the devil. Okay, the third group to get thrown in the lake of fire, notice the three already, there's another three, is the dead who die without Christ. They stand before God, the white throne judgment. Watch this. Oh. I'm headed to one question and when I pose it, your mind is going to go, whoa, watch this. The dead get cast into the lake of fire. Uh, look at that. The devil gets cast into the lake of fire. Look at this. God starts all over and says, the next chapter says, behold, a new heaven, behold, a new earth for all the former things have passed away. Then John sees new Jerusalem coming down and coming on the earth. Right. And then there's a voice that shouts, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. 
He will dwell with them. He will be their God and they will be his people. And there will be no more death. There will be no more this, no more that. Watch this. And then John, here's where it gets wacky in a good way. John says, I see the foundation of the city. Twelve foundations. All right. Okay. Watch this. And then he says this. I see 12 gates, three on each side, because Jerusalem is 1,270 miles in all directions, a perfect cube. Okay, now watch this. And it says three on each side, three on each side, three on each side, three, three, three. And then it says this, and I want to see what you say, that there was an angel guarding each gate. And then the next verse says, and nothing unclean can enter. <laughs> Here's my question. What would be unclean if all the former things are gone? Why do you need an angel to guard? If there's no devil. If there's no demons. If there's no sons of God that watches them. They already are in hell. In the lake of fire. Why do you need to guard a place when there are no enemies? I'm going to wait for your answer with that one. The Bible says there was an angel on guard. Why do you got to guard a city when there are no enemies? <laughs> I'm going to wait for your answer. Why do you got The verse just said earlier, it is finished. The old things have passed away. He just finished. Removing the devil and everybody. Why do you got to guard a place when there are no enemies? I'm going to wait for your answer with that one. I'm going to wait. I'm going to say it again. Your Bible, King James, my Bible, 1611, coming from the original Texas Receptus that goes all the way back up to the original autographs penned by the apostles themselves. The Bible says there are angels guarding. They're guarding. And then the next verse says... No cowards shall enter. What cowards? There's no cowards. They're all in hell already. All right. Now, let's address gap theory. I'm going to just let that, I'm going to let that sit there. All right? Why do you got to guard if there's nothing? Okay, watch this. The Bible says Satan was cast to the earth. Can we all agree? Ezekiel 28, Isaiah 14. That blows gap theory out the wall. If he was cast out of heaven, cast out to the earth, that means, I'm going to leave that there. Let's get to the three rebellions. Goes go all the way back. All right. Watch this. Okay. Now, we have the first rebellion. Satan and his angels. Did you catch it? Watch this. The Bible says Satan and his angels swept the third of the stars of the sky and threw them to the earth. Wait a second. How can you throw the stars of the sky, the stars of the sky to the earth if you are the stars of the sky? When the devil was fighting, it's in the Bible. It says the dragon fought with his angels and drew a third of the stars out of the sky and threw them to the earth. It says he already had his angels that already messed up. Come on, this is all in the text. It's all there. All right, I'm, going, I'm, not, I'm not getting into Hebrew and Greek today. Guys, don't go down that path. We're going into the way it's written. 
All right, the, the way it's written, not the Hebrew and Greek in the context and the present participle. And the, I don't want to get into that today. I don't want to get into that today. I'm saying, okay, the drag, the devil and his angels drew a third of the stars in the sky and threw them to the earth with his tail. He drew them. The Bible says that the stars of the sky are the sons of God. <laughs> The Bible says in the book of Job, where were you when I created? And it says where the morning stars sang and the sons of God rejoiced. Oh, so the devil and his angels were the, the morning stars. The devil and his angels, the whole group was the morning stars. And then the sons of God, separate category, separate group, but it's also synonymous with the Benai Elohim which is we're sons of God as well, all right? Before you get caught up with Adam was a son of God, it's synonymous parallel with both. Sons of God, the Benai Elohim, sons of Elohim or the sons of the gods. Elohim means gods, plural, not gods as in triune. That's separate, that's separate. The, tri the Trinity is not known as Elohim. The Trinity is known as the Godhead. The Godhead in the Bible is known as the Trinity, okay? All right, the Elohim does not mean Father, Son, Holy Spirit, because God is one, all right, even though he's triune, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all three are one, that's a whole nother revelation. Okay, watch this, the Godhead represents triune, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Elohim means plural gods, the sons of the gods, or the gods, so Satan... Satan, <laughs> he rebels. He gets cast into the earth. <laughs> Watch this. Man hands over. Man sins, hands over authority. He becomes the prince of the power of the air. Okay, now he can rule. He can rule under the dome. Under the dome. Under the dome. Under the dome, under the dome, dominion. All right, that's how we get the word dominion. It means under the dome, four corners of the earth. Okay, all right, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Okay, look at this, look at this. Satan rebels, becomes, becomes the, the, the prince of the power of the air. Anything in the dome belongs to him. Anything that breathes air. Belong to him. Okay, watch this. It says his tail, which means influence. Tail, I will make you the head and not the... Okay, he drew, he drew the third of the sons of God and cast them to the earth. Watch this. So, okay, Satan, where are you coming from? Walking to and fro on the earth. Have you considered my servant Job? Okay, watch this. First rebellion. But it says he took the stars of the sky, threw them to the earth. Okay. The second group, Genesis chapter 6. Uh, Genesis uh, chapter 6. Did you catch it? Genesis chapter 6. I'm not saying flat earth theory, guys. But I'm not saying that. Don't get caught up. All right? You act funny. I'm going to block you until Jesus comes. Don't say something I'm not saying. All right? I said I connected the word dome with dominion. Okay? Because I'm reading some of the comments, guys. Please don't ruin a beautiful Bible study with heresy hunting. Okay? All right? All right. Look at this. 
the watchers, the sons of God, all right, the sons of God have been tasked to watch. Now watch this. They tasked to watch. They tasked to watch. Okay? Somewhere. Somewhere in that time frame, uh, somewhere in that time frame, they began to lust. See, and here is where it gets weird because we go right into angels neither marry nor ungiven in marriage. Okay, I don't need to get married to lust. I don't need a male anatomy to lust. You could take my male, you could take a guy's male anatomy. I can still lust because lust is not the anatomy. It's in the heart. It's in the heart. It's in the heart. So when you start talking about the sons of God, the Benai Elohim falling in love with the daughters of men, people go right into Jesus said, in heaven, there's neither marriage or a given in marriage. Well, you're right, in heaven. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave heaven. Because if up here we can't marry, I'm going down there. So the sons of God came down. They came down. They came, they left their first abode. Oh, you're not, don't play with me, man. When it says the angels that sin by going after strange flesh is not the devil and his angels. It's the sons of God, the watchers. They went after strange flesh. The Bible says they left their first estate, their first real estate, their first abode, the dwelling. Why? Because the rule up here is neither marriage nor given in marriage. So you know what I'm going to do? Let's make a covenant. Azazel. You can go read Azazel in Exodus chapter 26. Azazel. Let's make a covenant, my brothers. And let's descend down. And let's go after strange flesh. Let's go after strange flesh. And let's produce after our own kind. Alright? Now watch this. They descend. They rebel. They descend. And land on Mount Hermon. Or Mount Hermon. Which Mount Hermon means Stargate. It means Stargate. There's no way around it. It means Stargate. It means portal. The very same mountain Jesus went up. And he was transfigured. He was transfigured up a high mountain. At the bottom of the mountain is where they couldn't cast out a demon. You want to know why? Because demons of high rank dwell in Mount Hermon. And there's also demons locked in the river Euphrates. We'll get into that hopefully a little bit later. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. All right, look at this. Okay. They go after strange flesh. <laughs> And they produce a race of giants. God wipes the race of giants out. Right? And these race of giants are unregistered in the courtroom of heaven. Nevertheless, they exist malevolent in nature. There's no benevolent Nephilim. They're all malevolent. Okay. God wipes their bodies out. But their spirits left to wander. Dry places. Desiring what? To jump back in a human body. Anyway, watch this. Watch this. Okay, look at this. You don't believe so? Paul, Paul said, he said, ladies, cover yourself. 
not just representing being covered by God, but baby, cover yourself because of the angels. <laughs> then the Bible goes a step further and says, we shall judge angels. Mm. Why would Paul say, women, cover yourself because of the angels? This is post-crucifixion ascension, and he's still talking like that. Okay, second rebellion. That's the second one. God sends the judgment, wipes them, wipes them out, wipes them out. Look at this. God takes the sons of God. He locks them in the bottomless pit, Tartarus, where they are to this day. They're in Tartarus. They're in Tartarus. You want to know why they're in Tartarus? Because that's the special housing unit in hell. It's hell within hell. You want to know why? That's 23 hour lockdown. And they only, I did, I did 360 days in the box when I was in prison, serving my prison sentence. All right. That's 23 hours lockdown, only one hour of recreation. It's 23 hours of lockdown for them and only one hour to wreak havoc on the earth. Oh, I'm getting excited talking about it. I'm getting excited talking about it. So Now, why are they locked there? Oh, because the devil follows rules that them boys, they don't follow no rules. These are agents of chaos. They don't even submit to the devil and the devil submits to God. The devil reports to God. What are you doing here, Satan? Walking to and fro in the earth. Have you considered my servant Job? Yes, I have. I tried, but you got him hedged in. Give me permission. Second Kings chapter 22. A Bible says a lying spirit in the courtroom said, I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all the prophets of, of Ahab. Give me permission to lie. And the Bible says you shall lie and overcome. Okay, so the devil and his angels follow protocol. These boys... They don't follow nobody. They follow themselves. God says, I have a place for you. Let me lock you in this because I got I to gotta, I gotta, I gotta carry out time. I got to do all of this. I got to do uh, uh, the fullness of time and all of that stuff. The, uh, 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 the predetermined four counsel of God. Okay, watch this. Watch this. <laughs> I get excited talking about it. You can read this in Genesis 6, 2 Peter. Second rebellion. But that's open for debate in case it's bothering your conscience. Amen. Amen. Okay. And here is where there might be a third one. There might be a third one. Oh, yeah. Deuteronomy 32 verse 8 says, When the Most High divided the nations, he divided them according to the number of the sons of God. Wait, 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 wait. What was he talking about? Nimrod. He's talking about the Tower of Babel. The Tower of Babel. When he came down and said, let's go see what they're doing. Oh, so humanity wants to worship these sons of God. A whole other group, maybe. This one is debatable. This one is debatable, but let's, let's wrestle. Let's wrestle and, and let's get into it. So, so, so God says... Now, now, why? Watch this. Why did they join Nimrod's rebellion? Now, what I'm about to say is probably speculation. Okay, watch this. Because if you go back to Genesis 4, 
Genesis 4, two chapters before the Nephilim, you can read that the descendants of Cain began to tap into innovation. There was innovation in that season. And you keep thinking that that innovation was given to them by God. It was not given to them by God because Cain was cursed. How did they get that information? Humans made covenants with demonic, angelic technology. And the demons assigned. The demons, given, given their assignments, took their information that they already knew and began to give it to man. Watch this. For what? Genesis chapter 6 jumps in. I'll give you this information if you give me your daughter. The Bible says the sons of God married the daughters of men. You can't marry without getting the father's blessing. So the father said, I'll give you my daughter. I'll give you my daughter. You give me, you give me technology. Give me technology. And the Bible says that Jubal began to tap into music, which we get media and we get, you want to, you want to, music is the foundation for indoctrination. You don't believe so? You want to indoctrinate somebody? Turn it into a song. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, O, M, N, O. How do you know the alphabet? Media, music, melody. I could keep going. I could keep going. Okay, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Okay, uh, do you know that copper can get rid of the coronavirus? I'm sure you know that, right? Copper, it's properties. Coronavirus hits copper. This is a true story. You go look this up. It dies. Copper. So, so a metal element can remove a virus. The Bible says one of the descendants of the sons of, of the son, the descendants of Cain began to work with metals. Okay, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. How did the rebellion start again? Through Noah's, Noah's wife, Noah's wives and the son's wives. Not through Sham, Ham and Japheth because they were of Noah and Noah was perfect in his generation. So his sons were perfect in their generations. All right, with the exception of Ham, whole other topic. Watch this, watch this. Look at this, 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 look at this. So Nimrod becomes a mighty hunter before the Lord. All right. Hunting what? It says a mighty hunter. What was he hunting? He was hunting for the sons of God again. He wanted to tap into what their previous generation didn't finish. So Nimrod said, let's the sons of God came from up there. The Anunnaki. From the, from the heavens they came. The Anunnaki. From the heavens they came. Okay. So if they came from the heavens. We go up to the heavens. So they start building this tower. They start building this tower. Going all the way up. Going all the way up. Going all the way up. And as the higher they went. The more dedicated they became. The more the angels that were there. Began to work with them. And that's when you get the Babylon mystery religion. And then, and then the, the sons of God said, hey, these guys are serious. Let's give them, let's give them the information. Boom. And they start giving them Babylon mystery religion and all of that stuff. Revelation chapter 17, the woman that rides the beast. Babylon mystery religion, Nimrod, um, the Mesopotamian, the order of Gilgamesh and all of that stuff. 
the heroes of old. Okay, the heroes of old. All right. Okay, look at this. Okay, God comes down. So let's see what they're doing. And then he says this. If we don't stop them, they're going to tap into angelic technology and nothing that they do would be impossible. So, ah, confuse it. We're going to confuse it. Ah, going to confuse it. Right? And then the Bible says that he said, uh, scatter them. Now, if you connect that with the lineage of Shem, the Bible says during the days of Peleg, Peleg, there was a division. So Peleg and Nimrod lived at the same time. They were living at the same time. It was the time of Peleg. All right. Peleg was the great, 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 maybe fifth generation after Shem. It's the no, third generation after Shem. Peleg. Okay. Did you catch it? Okay. Watch this. Then God says, God says, since God says, look at this. Since nobody on the earth wants to worship me except the lineage of Shem, I'm going to take the lineage of Shem and I'm going to make them my people. Watch this. I'm going to make them my people. I'm going to take Israel as, well, not Israel yet. I'm going to take the lineage of Shem as mine out of all the nations. This one belongs to me. The rest can follow the devil. And the Bible says... Watch this. He appointed each nation to be governed by a prince. These princes are the sons of God. You missed it. Watch this. And then he said to Michael, he said, Michael, I got a new task for you. Michael, not only are you going to protect heaven, I'm going to give you the lineage of Shem. Gabriel says to Daniel, Michael, your prince. Michael, your prince. Michael, your prince. Did you catch it? See, see, see. So Israel is dominated also by an angel. Michael is in charge, in charge of Israel. Did you catch it? And then the rest of the nations, the prince of the, the prince of Persia, son of God. The prince of Greece, another son of God. The prince of the flying serpent, which is America. You can go look this up. <laughs> the natives that live here called this land the land of the flying serpent. You can go look it up. <laughs> Glory. And then you go further down into South America. And then you get all of that stuff and the Inca and all of that. And then, boom, it, it is what it is. And you go into Africa, it's a whole nother thing. And then you go further up, and don't even let me get started on Antarctica. Because it's frozen now, but it wasn't frozen. Okay, watch this. So God, you can read this. It says, when God divided, Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 8. When God divided the nations, he divided them according to the number of the sons of God. What sons of God? People? Go read it. It says he gave the nations over to these demons. He gave them over to these demons. And these demons control these nations. Right? While the angels of the second rebellion are in Tartarus, bottomless pit. <laughs> and then this third one, potentially. Now I'm speculating based on what well, th Genesis 32. 
Genesis 32 verse 8 is clear. It was angels that are over nations. No way around that one. What I'm proposing is they're either two rebellions or three. But I know for a fact it's not one. It's not one rebellion. The Bible don't say that. The Bible don't say that. And the biblical institutes don't teach that because they think you can't handle it. I'm telling you, you can handle it. You can handle it. We're not babies in the word. So they'll say, stay away from that topic because people get confused. Nobody's confused. I just connected the dots. Okay, watch this. These angels over territories, the sons of God, are principalities. Prince. Principalities. Rulers of darkness. Spiritual wickedness in high places. Why? Because the nations, we need to stop thinking like America. There are nations who don't care about God. We got to stop thinking everybody's like us. Everybody want to worship God because there's a hole in their heart. Every human being has a hole in their heart and they're looking for God. The Bible does not say that. That's evangelicalism. That's America Christianity. That's not Bible. When I was in the street, I wasn't looking. There was no hole in my heart. I was a monster in the street. Have you considered that there are some people who don't care about God? That every young man in the street has a hole in their heart who is looking for a father figure. Man, some of us, we're not looking for father figures. We were monsters in the street, period. Stop Americanizing people. You know, some of us don't, some of you remember when you was in the street, you didn't care. You wasn't looking, you was, there wasn't no hole in your heart looking for God and a purpose and a plan because there's a hole in my heart and I'm crying out for God. When I was in the world, I love sin. I wasn't crying out for God. There was no hole in my heart that I was trying to fill. I was saying, F God, F church. Church is for boring people. I'm out of here. So God said, oh yeah, I'm going to save you in jail and I'm going to make you be that old people stuff. So now I'm ikororobo shakatarabasa. And I used to laugh at people speaking in tongues. We need to, we need to get out this white evangelical fundamentalist view of scripture it's great, it's orthodox, amen, but it's not complete and it's lacking in some areas. The Bible says there is none righteous. No, not one. The Bible says none seeks after God. That's in Psalm 19 and that's in Romans chapter 3. The Bible says the poison of asps is under their lips. It says that they are, man is not seeking God. And we keep telling them that they are. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says man does not seek God. Period. So when I read Nimrod, that makes sense. I go, of course there's a rebellion. Of course they're going to take the mark of the beast. They don't want God. The next verse after says that after the earthquake, they still did not repent and ask God for mercy. You want to know why? Because man don't care. We keep thinking that they care because you care. Because you're a good little evangelical with our little bump, little Christian, little Christian bubble that we live in and is all surrounded by goofiness and, and love and encouragement. The Bible says outside your bubble, there are dogs, cowards, sorcerers, unbelieving fornicators who don't care about your Jesus and your God. So it doesn't surprise me when Cuomo Curses God. That didn't even bother me. Why? The sinners sin. That don't bother me. 
If you blaspheme God in front of me, I'm not going to get offended. He don't need me to defend him. Please, man. Like, what? See? Okay, watch this. So, Nimrod and the earth at that time, we're done, guys, goes in full rebellion except, except the lineage of Shem. Now, watch this. Oh, you're going to get mad. And then the lineage of Shem starts backsliding. Yeah, they start backsliding. And God shows up and says, Abram, leave your father's house to a land I must show you. Leave your father's house. Leave. Because now they're going into rebellion. You want to know how I know they're going into rebellion? Because Lot's father, Nahor, N-A-H-O-R, dies prematurely. And so Abram takes care of his nephew. You want to know his father died? Because that's what idolatry does to you. It takes you out. So Lamech starts getting into idolatry of the Chaldeans. So God says, Abram, uh, I need you to get out. I need you to get out and go, go out. And from you, I'm going to make a whole new people. So when, watch this. So when Abram left, when Abram left his father, guess who followed him? Michael, the prince over that bloodline. So when Pharaoh, when Pharaoh came with his silly self trying to sleep with Sarah, the Bible says God smote the Egyptians and nobody could get pregnant. And then God shows up to Pharaoh in his dream and says, you, come here. He said, if you don't release that man, I'm going to kill you. That's what God says. God says to Pharaoh in a dream, come here. He says, if you don't release that man, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to kill your whole nation. Pharaoh goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. Wait a second, God. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know. He lied. And God said, yeah, I know he lied, but he's a prophet. Release him. When you release him, I'll release you. And the Bible says the next day, Pharaoh woke up and said, come here, man. You lied to me. You're trying to take me out. As a matter of fact, here, take all these gifts. Oh, also, I have, I have a servant girl you might like. Hagar, come here. Hagar, your new, your new, your new master is this man. Take them and go. Take them and go. Take them and go. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! And you guys know the rest of the story. All the way up. All the way up to the end times. I'll end with this. Right? You get the breaking of the seven seals. You get the blasting of the seven trumpets. You guys know the story. Of, you guys know Revelation, the book of Revelation. Watch this. And then Revelation 20 which is the chapter before my opening verse. Why do you need guardi guarding angels if there's no more sin? The verses before. <laughs> it says, they take the devil and lock him in the bottomless pit. I'm closing. You know I'm a preacher. Introduction, body. Three points. Conclusion, going back to the introduction. You already know. Homiletics. Okay, watch this. The devil's in the bottomless pit by himself. These angels are released. 
You read this in your Bible. The next verse after he's locked in the bottomless pit, John looks and he sees thrones all over the earth. And it says, and the saints sat on the thrones. And then it goes into the next verse. But sandwiched in there is what Paul said about these thrones. He said, we shall judge angels. And then three verses later, it says, and the angels, the beast, false prophet, the three unclean spirit like frogs who work the spirit of divination and all and the whole gang, everybody, including the Nephilim spirits, demons, are thrown into the lake of fire. Who makes that judgment? Not we do. Oh, you want a, you want a Bible verse? Psalm 149 says, let's read it. Let's read it. Let's read it. Psalm 149. Okay. Psalm 149. Am I talking good? Say amen. Amen. All right. Psalm 149. And then we are done. Ah, look at this. 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 It says... Uh, let the faithful rejoice. Psalm 149, verse 5. Matter of fact, let me read it in King James. Look at this. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hands. Look at verse 7. Look at verse 7. To execute vengeance on the nations, punishment upon the people. Look at verse 8. To bind their kings with chains and their nobles. <laughs> I'm getting excited. Forgive me, y'all. I had to release that. Look at this. 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 Oh, feeling this. Look at this. To bind their kings with chains and their nobles with feathers of iron. To execute upon them the judgment written. Dishonor have all his saints. Wait, 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 wait. To bind their kings. What kings? The kings over nations. What kings over nations? The princes over the nations. Who's going to judge them? And you keep thinking this whole thing is about church. Baby, this ain't about church. Ain't no church in the kingdom. In the, you want to know what's in heaven? A courtroom and a throne. In heaven ain't no church. This is kingdom. And you keep fighting for Christianity. The devil can defeat Christianity. Read it. Revelation 11, it says that the devil conquered the saints. But the devil will never conquer the kingdom. The devil will never conquer the kingdom. The devil will never conquer. Who is the kingdom? I'm the kingdom. For the kingdom of God is within you. Don't play with me, man. My revelation goes beyond deliverance, man. Eschatology is all in here. And I can just keep going, but I'm going to leave it there. I'm just going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there. And don't even let me get started on hybrid. And don't even let me get started on transhumanism. And don't even let me get started on epigenetic modification and artificial intelligence. My name is Alexander Pagani. I'm an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ to the revelation of deliverance. Okay, guys. I'm going to leave it open for uh, some questions. Uh, when do you believe Satan first rebelled in the biblical timeline? I believe he rebelled after creation. 
I believe he rebelled within one of the seven days of creation. That's my gut feeling that by the time he rebelled, earth was already created because he fell to the earth. All right. So I believe that within the seven days, he fell because Job says the morning stars shouted for joy. Um, and de the devil is a morning star. So that means he marveled at it. And then somewhere in that time frame, I'm not sure what happened or how long that was, whether it was a day or a thousand years as one day or no days, because the time, the, the topic of time didn't come into uh, like the fourth day where you get the sun and the moon. Uh, so I believe he probably fell somewhere within that time frame, somewhere within the first three days. I believe when he fell, while he God was still creating, the devil was on the earth. All right, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother thing. Okay, do you think the Nephilim died off in the flood or are they immortal? Uh, the, the Nephilim became demons. Uh, the demons that we wrestle with today are the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim. Okay, did Satan have an Eden created for him? You know, I don't know the answer to that question, but... Um, the book of Isaiah gives some indication that, that there was something given to him. Um, and then he built on that where cities were built, um, with the devil and his, the, the devil and his angels created cities, uh, which we believe, uh, to be Isaiah, uh, I think it's Isaiah 18 or something talks about that but I'm not sure I'm not sure but if you look at if you look at the references uh, that are concerning the devil or Satan or Lucifer and not read them from the filter of Bible school have the filter there but read them with an open mind without being in error you're gonna find you're gonna find that you're gonna find a lot more answers to a lot more, uh, to a lot of things. I just embraced that demons were the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim within the last three years, and I've been saved since 1992. You know, I'm going on 30 years. I'm on, I'm 29 years saved. I just read something yesterday that the second coming of the Lord won't be until. This gospel is preached to all nations as a testimony and a witness. You and I have been previously told, are you? Now, now I'm, I'm going to say something and you could, I'm going to give you permission to fight me on it. But we've always believed that until the very last person hears Christ, even to the indigenous indigenous tribes of the North Sentinelese people and in the Amazon until they hear it, Jesus can't come. I'm going to say something. You can fight me on it in a good way. And then I'm definitely done, guys. I don't believe that that's what that means. You want to know why? Because the indigenous people are not nations. <laughs> They're not nation. Indigenous, they're just tribes. It says every nation will hear, not every person. 
Now, Jesus commands us, preach to everybody. But the indigenous people are not a nation. They are a people. I'm going to leave that there. How many of you know that there was a missionary that went to North Sentinelese Island and he got killed? First of all, here's my issue with that. You know what? I'm celebrating him. I'm a, I'm a celebrator. You know, I'm a celebrator. I think he died in honor. That's just me uh, because I believe in the martyr, martyrdom of the saints. But here's my issue. He got there. He got killed by the indigenous people like, the, like two days later. Here's my question. How did he preach to them? He doesn't understand the language. For you to preach to them, you have to be received and stay there. He was killed. The Bible says every nation, not every people. So when Jesus comes, they're going to be indigenous people who have never heard the gospel. So then how is God going to judge them? Oh, I'm glad that you asked. We'll close out with this. Romans chapter 2. Verse 13, for not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. Look at verse 14. Look at verse 14. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these, having not the law, are a law unto themselves, which show the work of the law written in their hearts. Their conscience also bearing witness and their thoughts, the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. And in that day, when God shall judge the secrets of men's hearts by Jesus Christ, according to my gospel. So what happens to the indigenous people that never hear the gospel and he comes and returns they get judged by another system, the system of conscience. Ah, And their own conscience, even though they never heard the gospel, will condemn them whether they deserve hell, whether they do not. I'm God. Let me say this publicly here, and I do this all the time. To Jesus be all of the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise for every revelation released in my broadcast here. And may the day that I ever take his glory. May God Ichabod my ministry. And take me from the earth. This is all Holy Spirit dialogue. From him. Not of me. But from him. And to the Holy Spirit. Be all of the glory. All of the praise. Both now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family.
This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.